0: Let's shift gears and talk commodities. Phil Striebel, the chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures, joins us for that. Phil, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Uh, It's good to have you back. And uh, I wanted to talk demand concerns, which seem to be weighing on crude to begin the week. We sell the WTI to 76.25.
1: Yeah. Anytime you get the rising dollar, you're going to get the demand destruction. You're going to get, you know, that falling appetite for risk. We saw Goldman Sachs also downgrade their expectations on crude oil prices, and you know, gasoline price has been down 90 days in a row. So, I mean, so we are getting some reprieve at the pump. Crude oil prices, though, I think they've fallen a little bit too far too fast. So I think we are searching for a bottom in this area. There is a lot of concerns about you know, demand coming up, going into the fourth quarter. But I think you go out past that, once you get those inflation expectations coming down, I think we get the demand resurgence come back. A lot of these commodities, I think that they have peaked already. The Fed is going to be slightly more dovish than um, you know what we've seen just recently. And prices get, get a little bit of a surge.
0: Phil, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that dollar relationship. But before we do, I I want to just get your thoughts. I'm starting to hear potential from an OPEC uh, that we could see OPEC cut production here now as prices have come off.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine OPEC being too happy with prices. They were getting real comfortable when prices were triple digits. So with this back off here, you know, any kind of supply disruption that could also trigger a rise in prices. But I really got to believe that OPEC wants to get those prices back up. They like $80, $90 oil. It's just at that kind of breaking point where it's not too politicized, but it's just enough there for them to, uh, you know, pad their pad their wallets with.
0: Uh, you mentioned the dollar, the strength there. We've seen rates spiking, the very close relationship between the U.S. dollar and treasuries or yields here in the U.S., ultimately yields around the world, I guess, for that matter. But uh, talk to us, because with yields on the rise, ultimately this does, as you pointed to it, dampens demand, dampens growth expectations. And we are seeing that in addition to some of the COVID concerns we've seen from China, while some of those lockdowns, again, I heard yesterday were lifted, Hong Kong. It seemed like lifting some of those travel restrictions, ultimately. Uh, 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 But but we do have some of these fundamental indicators that have been very bearish for crude.
1: Oh yeah. So when you go into when you go into rates, you know rising rates are not the issue. We go through these cycles where rates come up and down. It's the velocity at which way rates move. So we've seen you know you start getting things like in the British pound and the the Bank of England when they start coming out in. They are falling below the expectations and now they gotta play catch up. And you talk about like in November a two hundred basis point rate hike, that's what really shocks the market. That's what causes unprecedented moves. And those unprecedented moves have a ripple effects across many different commodities. They hit things like oil and copper and everything else.
0: Well, i think that speaks to the fact that uh the market doesn't like to be shocked right i, I mean so uh, we're all pretty well aware of that those who have experienced uh, um you know time and uh, spent time watching price activity let's talk a little bit about some of the other products natural gas for example obviously when you're talking about the uk Uh, rate spiking. It ties directly back to this energy crisis. Uh, Phil, with everything that's been going on, I've lost kind of track. And we were talking about it in the office earlier this morning. We've all sort of lost track in terms of Europe with these attempts to get these price caps, these measures to uh, limit some of the pressures that consumers are feeling there as far as the rise that we've seen. Um, How closely have you been watching that? Have they had any success ultimately? And basically, what are you seeing as far as natural gas prices in terms of feeding into this energy uh, situation that they're dealing with?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at natural gas, just year year on a uh, year-to-day basis, it's up ninety percent. So the price is still quite elevated. Prices have cycled down to about the two hundred day moving average, six fifty-four. We bounced off that. Now we're starting to turn back up again. I mean, natural gas, one of the most volatile commodities, is very emotionally charged, especially with Europe. I mean, you start you turn the heat off in Chicago in the middle of winter, that's gonna be a big problem. You know, that's gonna escalate quite quickly. So, you know, they've gotta get they've got to get themselves into a situation where they've got energy under control and I just don't think they have it here and it's going to be a big week for political tensions again as Russia has that election they're supposed to come out with the results they're supposed to declare that you know they've won part of this area of Ukraine so that's a big problem i mean it's going to it's going to jump back right in the headlines again. And I expect to see volatile grain prices and natural gas prices.
0: It is, Russia, um, threatening nuclear weapons, uh, ultimately, and uh, U.S. snapping back yesterday with some comments. So this is still very much in the news and should be watched uh, by our viewers and headlines uh, by traders in general. Let's talk and uh, shift gears from energies into metals, because when you're talking about uh, strong U.S. dollar and impact it's had on crude. We've also seen it impacting gold, uh, taking a hit as well overnight, uh, down to below 1630. I mean, it's come off those lows as the dollars pull back a little bit with the indices rallying. But this inverse correlation that shares with the U.S. dollar, very apparent the last couple weeks.
1: I think that that gold is going to be, and silver, are going to be one of those better performing, I mean, one of the best performing commodities once the dollar does come down. I think that the liquidation that's occurred in the gold market, in the ETFs, They've really taken themselves. There's not a lot of participants in that market. Now we've been using options and option strategies going out in the 2023 in case the Fed does um, halt their interest rate, you know, hikes that are going forward. We already saw today. If you look at the CME's Fed Watch tool, the you know the the percentage for a 75 basis point rate hike had really come down quite a bit. Now they're factoring more of a 50 basis point at that next next policy meeting we'll see when the inflation data keeps coming out how it plays out but i really do like gold to the upside silver to the upside but again we're using options we're not really getting very heavily invested in the futures because this thing tends to bleed off
0: you know, to your point earlier in terms of the shock that we've seen in crude and the market reflection of that, gold, one could argue, uh, has been shocked a little bit as well, right, by the spike in rates. You mentioned the mag- or the, the the speed, the magnitude of the run-up that we've seen. Uh, uh, also, I mean, again, um, you know, a reflection of that, basically. Again, the uncertainty after the CPI number, which really surprised to the upside as well. I mean, gold has come off significantly since.
1: Yeah, you can't. You, the other thing, too, is that rates are not going to rise at this accelerating pace forever. They will taper off. You know, the, the, the data that comes out is so rearview mirror looking that it will eventually catch up. And the Fed, they are going to have to acknowledge that the economy is sliding into a recession, that we're slowing down. They're going to have to stimulate it. They can't do what the Bank of England did, just have these radical tax cuts and, and these fiscal policies that are so eased back that uh, they cause inflation again. But I do believe that you know you'll see that growth is going to come down and, and, and gold is a better better indicator of growth. When growth declines, then policies tend to ease. And I think growth will decline going forward and that's how you're going to get that, that underlying support in the gold market.
0: How closely are you watching copper? We've got it relatively contained here. If we could pull that chart back, 380 down to 313, it looks like, in terms of a gauge for growth and how how much we should expect things to kind of reverse here. I mean, copper right now seems to be just uh, somewhat range-bound and sort of looking for that next leg or that next callus one way or the other you
1: have rising LME stockpiles that have been putting pressure on it. You've also had China, you know, their their GDP forecasts are being downgraded as well. I think copper has also been a great hedge against other metals. If you short copper, you could maybe buy something like silver or gold against it. You know, you always want to short things that are economically sensitive on a global standpoint, things like, like cocoa, for instance, that's another one that, tends to move with the economy and, and how feel good it is you know so dr Copper doesn't lie those declining prices are this reflection of what we're going through right
0: now phil appreciate you joining us here a great breakdown in terms of uh some products to keep an eye on in terms of the influence the u.s dollars had this uh concern about demand the impact it's had on crude as well phil striebel the chief market strategist at blue line futures helping us uh, talk commodities this morning